This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Did you know that regularly changing shoes helps prevent running injuries? With cross-country season and marathon season winding down, you've probably got a few too many miles on your trainers. Cedic Run is here to help. With brands like Hoka, Brooks, New Balance, Mizuno, and so many more, you'll find that next shoe for the next many, many miles. That's Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. We are always looking for new sponsors, so if you or someone you know would like to sponsor an episode, please reach out to us. We always joke that either you or someone you know probably has our phone number, but if not, you can shoot us an email at prairietfpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message on our social medias. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I recap the region cross-country meets that took place last weekend. While we're still waiting for the Class B East region meet this weekend, we give you the insight on the EDC the WDA, and the Class B West region meet. You'll find race recaps, hot takes, and so much more on this episode. Make sure that you tune in next week as we're going to bring guest host Nate Peterson back, and we're going to give you a little state preview. So that's an episode that we're super excited for, and we can't wait to share with you. Thanks so much for your support. Be sure to tell your friends and follow us on social media. But enough about us. Let's dive in to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And we were out of commission for a week. I got strep throat and just had a really busy week, so we decided not to record. Cam was gracious enough to let me off the hook, but we're back. We're back. Ryan, do you have your tonsils in still? I do have my tonsils in. See, I have my tonsils in too, but I know like a lot of people who get strep throat often, that's usually the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. So you were telling me that it's been a while since you've had it. So maybe the tonsils live to fight another day, but strep is no joke, man. Apparently tonsils are terrible to get out once you're an adult. That it's, like, it's apparently easier to get them out when you're a kid versus when you're an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. Kind of the same story with wisdom teeth. It's better just to (laughs) get them done when you're younger. Yeah. So I think I'm going to let mine ride another day, like you said, but (laughs) dude, before we get into any results, before we started recording, we had kind of a bone to pick with just like not anyone in particular or any person or organization, but why is it so hard to find track and cross-country results and i i have no idea ryan and i feel like there's enough people there's enough smart people who enjoy cross-country and track and field that if there was an easy solution we would have figured it out already but i mean the boston and chicago marathons were this weekend and i had to download an app to to look at live results. This is one of the the world marathon majors. They have the most sophisticated timing systems on the planet for each individual athlete. But the only way that I could follow along live with, with how the race was progressing was to download an app. Like what, what other sport does that? Like 
just imagine like you're you're trying to watch like the the Packers or the Vikings. You're trying to watch an NFL, your favorite NFL team play, and you know you you're let's say you're at a family function, but you just want to check in the score real quick, you know. So you you Google uh, you know your team of choice, and it said says you have to download an app to get an update on what the score is. You yeah. know that, that that's ridiculous. It's garbage. You know? Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's, it's not even like just a problem where I'm trying to find North Dakota Class B West region results. It's like Boston Marathon. It's big races. It's it, tough to find. It is It is across the board. Ryan, it was kind of funny. I had sent you a, a picture of the 2006 Hershey track meet state results uh, like a week or two weeks ago or something. Uh, that was a meet that I had competed in. And I, I, for some reason, I, I think my mom had sent me a picture and I was just thinking back and wanted to see if I could pull up the results and recognize any names. But to be honest, those were the easiest results I've ever had to find. <laughs> like, why is it? Like, I literally just typed in, I, I typed in the meet, which is what you would normally do if you're looking for results. Typed in the meet, 2006, North Dakota State, Hershey track meet, Right clicked on a link. It didn't even take me to a website or anything. It just took me to like a PDF of the results. Like, why can't we, why can't we have that? Why can't every, everything have that? <laughs> do you, do you and, remember those, do you remember those staples commercials a few years back where they had the easy button? The like easy button. We need the, like, we need the easy button. Easy. Yeah. yeah. We bring that out of the woodwork for cross country, but I know it's just such a pain. Like, I just want to know how our North Dakota athletes are doing. And yeah, I guess it goes to show how dedicated we are. Like we take the time to dig them up, but not your, if we're trying to get people to be fans of the sport, we've got to make it way easier to follow. Yeah. There but, there's, there's gotta be a way even, I mean, I just, let me, if you'll let me Ryan, I just have one, one more example where I'm going to complain. I was looking trying to find the, the EDC results uh, shortly after the race had completed uh, this last weekend. And, you know, I typed in, EDC cross country. Then I typed in EDC cross country 2021, you know, I, all sorts of variations and like nothing was coming up. Couldn't find it anywhere. And I had to, I had to type in Eastern Dakota conference, North Dakota high school or some, just this long, long, (laughs) you know, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about results that are hard to find. If there's somebody who's listening to this podcast who works for Google or something like that, can you just push up the cross country and track and field results higher up on the, the search results or Please. more keywords? I, I don't know what you have to do, but just make it happen it's for like the when people, you, for the culture. How many times have you like tried to think of a movie and you can think of some characteristics of the movie and you're like, movie with man in blue sweater that works at grocery store and like (laughs) it's just like and it pops up right away i mean i will give google credit they're usually pretty good i've i've typed in some really obscure things and found exactly what i'm looking for yeah i guess just not for not for results (laughs) not for tracking the other results but speaking of results we should talk about them because yeah, we had some we had some pretty big meets this weekend. Now, one thing that we pointed out at, in our search for results is we did find those 
Western regional results for class B. And I'm sitting here looking and I can't find the Eastern regional results, but you told me that those aren't happening yet. When do, yeah. when are we going to see those East region results? Yeah. So the, the East, re- the, the East region uh, is a week after the West region. And then consequently only a week before the state meet. So that, that's a big race to keep our eye on coming up this weekend. Uh, Saturday, November, October 16th. Um, why the East region is a week later than every other regional meet uh, in the state of North Dakota, I do not know. Um, Ryan, do you think that is an advantage or a disadvantage for the East region athletes? Or does it even matter? It's so hard to say. I think if you wanted it to be something that would debilitate you, you could. You could say, ah, we only had a week. But, I mean, when it comes down to the championship stretch, it, like, doesn't matter. Like, you're, you got to show up ready to race regardless of the circumstance. And I know that that's probably what our athletes are thinking. Like, it doesn't matter if they've got a week or two weeks. or And sometimes we hype up the taper so much. Like, oh, I got to taper and get this perfect two-week downhill and lead perfectly into my race. But, I mean, look at some of the times that guys have been throwing down on tired legs. Like, it can be done. And you, most of the time it is done that way. So, yeah. And I mean, come track season, everybody only gets a week in between as far as, you know, at least class a, uh, those regions are just the week before. So it's not like these athletes haven't done that before. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of people, you know, that, I mean, you, you know, and I mean, talking a lot about football here, but there's kind of that, that bye week slump sometimes going into the playoffs where the number one seed in the playoffs gets a bye week. Uh, they, they get rested up. They're supposed to be super prepared for the next uh, game. Uh, and then they lose in the first round and they just look kind of sloppy and, and not as sharp. So, uh, you know, for you East class B East regioners uh, just think about it. You're, you're, you're locked in. You haven't had, had a chance to, to go to sleep or fall off the wagon. So you're, you're sharp and you'll be ready to go. Uh, first things first, take care of business at the region uh, this upcoming weekend. Yeah. Now some teams that were ready to go. We'll start with the women at the Western Regional. It's Southern McLean. And I had to look and find out what schools make up that co-op. And it's Washburn, Wilton, and Wing. And they come out pretty easily in the western region they had 69 points for first place followed by bowman county who was 106 points delax burlington rounded out the top three with 122 points so southern mclean looking really good and what's kind of interesting they had the fifth runner they had the eighth runner but then they like spread out a little bit they went 13 15 and then their number five was 28th place. So quite a bit of spread there. I mean, that's a lot of talent in the Western region, I guess you could say. So, mm-hmm. uh, but one thing that's really interesting, winner Bryn Hansen of Deluxe Burlington won in a time of 19-19. She's an eighth grader. So and- we're, see- we're seeing some youth shining uh, on the West region side of things. Yeah, Bryn Hansen, uh- ranked sixth in the most recent coaches poll that we have. Uh, by the time this comes out, there might be a new and updated one. Um, 
but you know, really, really great performance from her. Always seems like the the young female athletes uh, sometimes I just come out of nowhere towards the end of the season, seemingly out of nowhere. Um, and I wonder if in Class B, maybe some of these ladies are doing volleyball and you know, maybe maybe some other sports uh, in the fall too. But yeah, that'll be for sure will be a good race to watch um, um, state after we see kind of the East results and uh, Hannah Weston, who was second in that race. um, She was the number one uh, ranked athlete in the state. So, you know, kind of a big upset on the girls side there. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Something to keep our eyes on for sure. It might be a good matchup at state. And then just rounding out the top five for individual placers, we had JC Fisher from Bowman County, Macy Talbot, uh, another eighth grader from South Prairie and South Prairie Max is that co-op. And then Carrie Patterson from Southern McLean. So we saw some really good results on that side and we're really excited for the state meet. And then let's take a look at the boys. So Bowman County is the winner there, but not by as much as of a, of a margin as we saw on the girls' side. Bowman County, 36 points for first place, followed by Newtown with 52 points. And then rounding out the top three on the boys' side for that West Regional Class B meet was Beulah, who had individual winner Ian Bush, who's been ranked, if not number one, right up there the whole season. The senior ran 16.08 to take home the individual title. And he's a guy that we've mentioned in other podcasts, Cam. What do we need to know about him just going into that state meet next weekend or in two weekends? Yeah, I mean, he's just been, you know, basically unstoppable against uh, the people in his in his class, the other Class B runners. Um, again, just confident uh, dominance, you know, Colt Spottebear is, is right there. And I have to imagine that he he's running with him for majority of the race. So I, I won't say we're giving Ian Bush the state title just yet, but I mean, guy who's been winning that much, you have to imagine he's just got all the confidence in the world. And um, again, like anything can happen at the state meet. We've seen some pretty crazy things happen at the state meet, um, but I mean, I think I saw Nate Peterson tweet something, you know, Newtown, they're, they're back. Seems like they're they're coming back around, you know, a couple of years where they kind of fell off and we just didn't hear a lot from them or at least a lot in the same way that we're maybe used to. But uh, the team points, you know, 36 to Bowman County, 52 to Newtown, uh, that's, that's right there, you know. And once you throw in the other region, who knows uh, – how the three, four, five athletes kind of spread out uh, and how the points shake out. So, yeah, that's going to be a really good one to watch. Now on the women's side, we said that there was a little bit of a quote unquote upset, but not there on the men's side. So one, two, three, Ian Bush, Colt Spotted Bear, Austin Warner are ranked one, two, and three respectively in the latest coaches poll. Other ranked runners to place well on the meet, uh, Owen Dutton Hefner, he's ranked, I believe, sixth in the latest coaches poll. Yes. He takes fourth. Um, Taylor Warner of Bowman County, who was ranked eighth in the latest coaches poll. 
uh, comes away with the sixth spot. So we've got some of the guys getting the job done and some of those other runners that are mixed in in the coaches poll. We'll see them next weekend at the East region race, but um, Bowman County is the number one going into there. Kindred is ranked number two in the last coaches poll. So it'll be interesting to see how they play out. Hillsborough Central Valley is ranked three. They have yet to run and Newtown was right there too. So we'll see what happens, but you know, for both the boys and the girls, I think we're going to have competitive meets at the state meet. Yeah. And on, on a Friday too, this, this year, class B on Friday and then class A will be on the Saturday. So uh, don't forget for those who are looking to go, go catch some electric class B action at the state meet. Uh, it's going to have its own day, its own spotlight this year. So, yeah. All right. Should we move on to the, should we do WDA next? Yeah. Let's stay, stay on the West side. Perfect. Now, if you are listening and you're not super familiar with how the state is split, class B has a West regional and an East regional. They're split right down the middle. And I think that's fairly new. I'm not super familiar with the system, but uh, a class A has the same kind of setup. The West region for class A is called the WDA Western Dakota Association. And the Eastern side has the EDC, the Eastern Dakota Conference. So we'll talk about the EDC in a little bit, but WDA camp start us off on the women's side. Yeah. Uh, on the women's side, you had Bela Weigel taking home the win from Bismarck with the time of 1827. Uh, Eleni Lovgren from Williston, who we've seen and uh, heard talk and talked a lot about uh, this season, the senior, uh, second place, 1839. Um, yeah, a little flip-flop of how the polls have been going. Um, so we, uh, I mean, they're ranked one and two and then just flipped, uh, you know, first and second. So wouldn't really call it a huge upset, but, you know, maybe a result that was a little bit contrary to what we would have expected. Um, how do you think that uh, bodes for both Eleni and Bela le- leading into the state meet, Ryan? Well, I mean, we've seen them go back and forth all year. It seems like when one throws down a really fast time, it's not uncommon the next weekend to see somebody throw down a faster time. And I feel like it's been really great going back and forth all year, especially, too, when you're in the same conference, same side of the state. You run into each other a lot. So it's good that there's that competition because, I mean, iron sharpens iron. That's how you get better. So I'm excited to see at a meet as big as the state meet with, I mean, I don't want to say more on the line than every other meet, but there is a state championship, the state title on the line. So I think we're going to see a really, really good race between those two. And just tell us like, who would you put your money on right now? Bismarck or Williston? Man, from a team perspective, I mean, you gotta, you gotta put it, on Williston, you know, Bismarck wasn't even second. They got third at the, at the West region meet uh, with Minot taking second. So, I mean, I, again, we've seen some crazy things happen at the state meet um, and Bismarck does always show up at the state meet. I've lost to Bismarck uh, at the state meet more times than I'd like to remember. Um, so one, one really interesting thing, just going back to the individual aspect, just a little bit, Ryan, uh, Nate Peterson might've alluded to this in our kind of preview uh, 
to the cross country season episode, but uh, obviously no Megan Ford, no, no super, you know, clear champion or, you know, <clears throat> super clear favorite to win the championship. And, and so we were kind of wondering who's going to step up, who's going to fill that number one spot. And, and will this actually provide an opportunity for the rest of the state to improve and elevate uh, because they have something that is, you know, attainable. They can see and say, you know, I could, I could maybe win a state championship someday. Uh, and we're definitely seeing that on the men's side, on the boys side where the, the competition, the level of competition just keeps getting ratcheted up higher and higher. And the whole state is just coming with, uh, I had a friend, uh, of ours, Evan Kotzik text me and said, Hey, was, uh, this is talking about the East region, which we'll get to in more detail in a little bit, but he said, Hey, was, was the course short or, or is the East actually that fast? I said, no, I, I'm pretty sure that's the same course that they've ran every other year that you ran and I ran, Evan. I'm not used to seeing so many 1630s in under. So, um, Bela and Eleni, man, it's going to be, I can't even say, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to pick who I, I think is, is the favorite. Cause like you said, Ryan, it's gone back and forth and, you know, maybe there'll be a, a surprise, surprise in there. Somebody else will come out of, come from behind and kick for the win. Yeah, no doubt. Ryan, I will say one other thing, interesting thing about the, the class a girls, uh, West team race, uh, Minot who got second in that race was not in the most recent coaches poll. So look, look to them to make some noise at the state meet. Uh, and Bismarck high, who, like I said, was third, um, Taya Fetting, who was ranked, also ranked third in the class, a state coaches poll, uh, maybe had a bit of an off day. Uh, she's only a freshman, uh, and she got 12. So I, I have to imagine that Bismarck was hoping for a little bit more, um, at the WDA meet, but like you were saying with, when we were talking about class B states where, where it's all on the line. So if you had to pick one day to have a bad day, you'd much rather it be at, at the region meet uh, than at the state meet. And, and sometimes a bad day is, is what you need just to get your mind focused and give you that motivation to, to lock in and give it another, another big effort. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and like some people don't like a lot of people don't remember the conference meet, right. Whether it went well or whether it didn't go well it's like a nice little penultimate, a nice little step up to the state meet. So if you're yeah. out there and you're, you had a tough conference meet, just be ready to bounce back because this next weekend is when it all matters most. So should we move on to the boys for the WDA? Yes, sir. What's so interesting is we've seen three teams kind of go back and forth all season. Williston has kind of had the dominance and the stranglehold on the conference per se. But it was just a few weeks ago that they had to beat Bismarck Century in a tiebreaker at the RM Stout Invitational. And then slowly but surely, Bismarck has been heating up, coming off that Griac win a couple weeks ago. We've seen young Corsmo coming up out of nowhere, Brady Corsmo. And he's been leading the charge for those Bismarck Demon boys. But at the meet, Williston takes it home. They 
beat Bismarck score 43-49. So just edging the Demons. Century rounds out the top three places with 73 points. And Dickinson, who looked pretty promising early in the season and who's still doing pretty well, they finished fourth with 93 points. What were some of the big takeaways that you saw, Cam, when you were looking at these WDA boys' results? I mean, you, you always got to take times with, with a grain of salt uh, in cross country, but 1548, that's no joke. Uh, 1555 for a second from Griffin House for Sentry, and then Finn Krenz, 16 flat. I mean, kind of like I was talking about with, with my, our friend Evan, you know, the top eight were all right around, you know, Ethan Moe was eighth with 1631. Uh, so eight guys under 1630. Uh, just in the West. Uh, I think that's, that's probably the biggest, biggest takeaway from this um, uh, alongside with only six points different between Williston and Bismarck uh, for one, two. Uh, so just prepare for it in an absolute slug fest. Uh, I, I can imagine the guys on the East side are looking at these results and saying, Hey, we're pretty good. You know, we want a chance, but the West is just really deep. Uh, so if I had to guess how, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I, if I had to guess how state's going to go, I think the East guys are going to take it out and run real hard to try and make an impact and, and take what they believe is theirs. Uh, and we'll see if, if the West follows and if there's, there's carnage that ensues or if, if the savviness of, of these juniors and seniors from the, the West can uh, stick to their game plan and, and execute what they need to for, for their own race. So. Dude, don't give too much away for our state preview episode next hey. week. I think one thing that was really interesting here is Ivan Askim, who's been just putting the pedal to the metal all year, comes out with the victory. He's the individual champion beats Griffin house by like a decent margin, uh, seven seconds there. So those guys have been ranked within the top three at the state polls all year. And our most recent one, which is a little dated from September 29th, Griffin House was second and Ivan Askin was third. Um, Finn Krenz from Williston, third place. Brady Korsmo, who turned in a really good GREAC meet a couple weeks ago, fifth. Uh, and then I better not skip over AJ Ash from Dickinson took fourth. So, um, it is going to be a really competitive state meet. And one thing that's also interesting is you mentioned how the top eight guys were right at about 1630 for the WDA meet. Well, if we go and look at the EDC top eight guys were 1630 or faster at that meet too. And do you remember last spring we had one of the best state meets on the distance side and not even one of the best, it was the best. Mm-hmm. as far as depth wise goes for the distance races at the state championships for track. And we lost so many seniors and it was like, how are we ever going to reload? Dude, it's here. We've got 16 guys across the state that just ran 1630 at this championship meet, which I don't know that's, that's impressive. That's really fast. We I don't, have, I don't we even have think some talent, but we've reloaded. I, I don't even think we reloaded. I think these boys were already in the chamber, just ready to get fired out of the gun, man. I think they were there. But uh, one thing, as I'm looking at the results again for the West a little closer, 
Uh, AJ Ash, who is fourth, a senior from Dickinson. Have we mm-hmm. have we talked about him at all this season? I because that, he is that name not is new. Not he's not. Yeah, he's not in the most recent poll. Um, his teammate uh, Caleb Hansen is the uh, top poll ranked runner from Dickinson at ninth ranked ninth in the state. Uh, and he, he had a good race, got seventh at WDA, but man, maybe, maybe Dickinson has some secret weapons in their pocket. You know, maybe I'd be interested to know what, what his story is. Maybe he's like a, a Brett Kelly sort of like played soccer and then soccer season's over. And now he just popped off a 1604, you know, for his cross country meet. Yeah, hard to believe that a guy ran sixteen oh four. We haven't mentioned his name once this year, so right. Well, I think you know we have alluded to the EDC boys a little bit. We'll get there, but let's flip over to the other side of the state. Let's talk EDC women. And dude, here's what I got to preface EDC women by. Now, as a Red River grad, I've been following Red River cross country for quite a while. Um, I ran cross country, believe it or not. I wasn't very good. Um, the times that were run at Valley City um, for the EDC meet on the men's side were a lot faster than what I ran at <laughs> Valley City for the state meet our senior year. So I'm not going to say that I'm the best runner to speak on this, but I watched some bad Red River girls cross country teams for a long time. <laughs> like, not good. And the other day, I go to refresh Instagram, and I see that the Red River women have won the EDC championship. And I could hardly believe it because I was thinking back to some of those teams that were so far on the other side of the results, taking last place in the EDC. So really cool to see Red River come out on top on the women's side, led by Jocelyn Schiller. The sophomore ran 1924 for the individual title. Um, Campbell Dorsey, another Red River runner there, takes sixth place. And just, I I got to get off the Red River horse here because there's more teams in the EDC. But what were some of your takeaways from this race? I mean, I, I had a lot of similar takeaways as you, Ryan. That This is not the Red River team, the Red River girls team that I remember. Um, and it's great to see that if you work hard, you know, and maybe have a little bit of luck, you know, you can put together a good cross country team from wherever you're at uh, and wh- whatever the history of the team is in the past, you know, especially on the women's side in the EDC, we've seen a lot of, a lot of Davies, a lot of Grand Forks Central in the last couple of years, West Fargo mixed it up with a state title a couple of years back. Um, so it's just, <clears throat> it's great to see, a new team getting to the top. That's only going to push everybody else. Uh, those who have had success in the past to get back to what they were doing. Well, um, it, it was pretty close. You know, I feel like the, these conference meets are always pretty close. You know, Red River was 64 points. Davies was 73. Um, you know, that that's just North, North and third with 76. Like, it's yeah. Close race. This was close. And, you know, I think we've kind of been, or at least I've been kind of, <clears throat> kind of quiet on the, the East girls because they just don't have the same depth uh, as, 
the West girls do. Uh, uh, Jocelyn Schiller and Anna Bernhardt from Shanley Oak Grove. Uh, the only two <clears throat> ranked uh, East girls in the top 10 in the coaches poll. Uh, but Red River, Davies, and West Fargo, you know, holding it down strong with the three, four, five team rankings. So um, it sure helps to have a low stick in the, the team race, but you don't need it to have a successful cross country team uh, as evidenced by Red River Davies and, and West Fargo in, in like the state. So uh, I think we can, we'll see, I mean, hopefully Jocelyn and uh, some of the Davies girls or West Fargo can, can put together a, a good individual race and get up into the top 10, top 20, top 10. Uh, but, you know, we might see some of those team placers come without really any standout individuals. Yeah. Yeah. I am excited to watch that race as well. Let's just be honest. I'm excited to watch every race. Like it's going to be really good. See how they shake out. Now let's pop over to the EDC boys. This race was a darn good race. Like we just said earlier, eight guys that ran 1630 or faster. Red River was our pick for quite a while that they would probably come out with the EDC title on the boys side. And Man, did they deliver. They win with 50 points. Second place was Davies with 75, so they've got a pretty good spread. And Hunter McHenry, the senior from Red River, who's been in the top 10 for the individual poll all season, runs away, runs 15.46, which is fast, um, earns him the individual title as well as EDC Senior Athlete of the Year. Second place, Aiden Johnson, sophomore from Cheyenne, running 15.56. Quinn Rail, do you know him? Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> Runs 1606 for third place. Um, and then a couple familiar names rounding out these top five spots. Caden Johnson from Cheyenne, uh, Owen Sundog from North. Um, just really competitive. Couple things here. Red River, their fifth runner was in the 16th place. So all five of their scores were all conference, which is always so impressive when you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of a fun fact there, 15th and 16th, the two Dafo brothers, Elijah and Jonah Dafo, rounding out the fourth and fifth spots for Red River scoring. So we love to see that. But did you have anything that you saw in this race that kind of piqued your interest or things that stood out to you? One thing about the East that I've noticed so far is it, it's kind of, seemed like it's been uh, like week to week. It kind of, kind of changes. I know Quinn uh, has been in and out of the top 10 poll. Uh, so he's currently not ranked uh, based on the most recent poll, but obviously ran very well at EDC for that third place finish right behind Aiden, who was the number one ranked runner in the state. And obviously Hunter, uh, a little bit of an upset there over Aiden. Um, I, it, Red River, man, they've, I mean, you're obviously you're a Red River grad, Ryan. So uh, call me out if I'm misspeaking or back me up on this if I'm not, but they've, they've typically ran very well at the conference meet as a team uh, and then not done as well at the state meet. That and so historically that is true with the, the tide turning last year. 
with a third yes. place finish at the state meet. Yeah. But one, one thing that is <clears throat> exciting for me about how their EDC performance was leading into their state performance, I don't think they had their best day and they were still able to get the job done at EDC. Uh, Matthew Rognich, who was eighth place for Earth River and Damian Zenowick, who was 10th place uh, for Earth River. Both those guys uh, have ran faster and placed higher, beaten some of the guys who uh, beat them on this day. So there's a little bit of improvement that I'm sure they're hoping for there, uh, as well as the two Dafo brothers. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how they felt about the race, but, you know, Jonah, the junior, got beat by Elijah, the, the freshman. So I'm sure he, he wishes that result was a little bit different. So all that to say, um, Red River's kind of been occupying the, you know, that, that third spot for most of the season. And, and it's really seemed like it was going to be Willison and Bismarck High who are where the, the main team battle is. Um, but don't, don't sleep, don't sleep on the rough riders. Um, another interesting thing from the team aspect, uh, Davies, uh, like I was kind of saying on, on the EDC girls side, they don't really have that really, really low stick standout runner. Um, Regan Bosch, ran very well for seventh at EDC. Um, but as we just kind of been talking about this whole podcast, seventh at EDC might barely make it into the top 20 at state. Uh, so impressive from Davies. Uh, they, they just have a really good pack of, of their one through their five, all very close. And, you know, that's what you need for, for a good cross country team. So, and, you know, all these guys, have in their mind uh, that their best race is coming up. And, and I really think that, that all these guys do have their best race coming up. So I'm expecting to see some fireworks at the state meet. Um, I'm going to stop you there because we, we can't give yeah. too much away for our state preview episode, Cameron. Yeah. You got to hold me back, Ryan. All right. Yeah, I, I'll do that. I'll do that. So is there anything else for the greater good that we need to discuss We've talked Boston a little bit. We've talked this. We didn't talk the Chicago Marathon at all, but I can't say that I followed the Chicago Marathon super close. Yeah. The Chicago Marathon is my least favorite major American marathon. Why is that? Uh, it's not Boston or New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I guess like something fun we can point out. Um, Des Linden is running both Boston and New York. I feel like it's thrown off everything with COVID and rescheduling marathons, but she's running both. Uh, Shalane Flanagan, the former, did she win New York City a couple years ago? Yep. I think that was what she won. She's running six world major marathons. And is it six weeks? Is that what it is? Six and six? Something ridiculous. Yeah. She Something ran crazy. Boston. She ran Boston and Chicago back to back days. Ran. Berlin and yeah, I can't keep it all straight, but yeah, she's a beast. Mm -hmm. Don't catch me doing that. (laughs) Hey, on the marathon, Ryan, I'm in a fantasy football league where the loser has to run a marathon. Uh, We're five weeks in. I'm currently in last place, 14th out of 14th. I'm not ready to run the marathon. I want to, I want to do other 
competitive things other than that, but it's not looking good. I might have to start running the marathon in about a year's time. So, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Yep. Bad news. Oh, bummer. bummer. Yep. Man. So that's, that's a pretty harsh fantasy football. That. Yeah. I, I kind of have it coming though. I've, I've won the last two years and I'm probably the one member that still runs the most. So I think everybody else in the league is, they feel like I've, I've, I'm getting what's been coming. So. <laughs> oh man. Well, if they're, if you're still listening, thank you, first of all. And if you are still listening, just know that we're going to be coming out with a state preview episode next week. We're going to give you kind of the inside scoop on what to look for, who to look out for. We gave you a little bit of that, but we'll have some class B East regional results to throw into the mix. Might bring on a couple of guests and we'll make things interesting for you. So thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate your support, whether it's a listen, whether it's a follow on social media or a like or a share, you name it. It all means a lot to us. So thank you so much. And until next time, have a great week.